1: everyone and welcome to the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me is the lovely blonde bombshell herself, Steve, oh, not Steve, Ian uh, <laughs> Kerrigan. Wow. Two hours is oh, a long time for my me, goodness. my little brain can't take it.
2: Goodness, you must be delirious or something. I'm
1: why so serious? I think
2: I look like Steve, unless Steve suddenly grew long blonde hair. But, anyways, hi, everybody.
1: He calls himself the the bald bomb show.
2: No, <laughs> I bet he does.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I bet he does.
1: Oh, goodness.
2: So, what? Uh, so. So you just
1: just got back from your daughter's uh, honeymoon, I believe. I
2: was not on my daughter's honeymoon. Will you stop? Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Jesus.
1: (laughs) You up in uh, Poughkeepsie? Poughkeepsie. 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 Yeah, Yeah, Steve
2: actually had commented on uh, my status and said, the seer of Poughkeepsie, the very famous spiritualist. Yes. uh, That I did not know about. So Really? Yeah,
1: sure, but take I someone from Canada to tell us about our town. Our...
2: Steve's from Canada.
1: Yeah, isn't Canada?
2: Steve Parsons.
1: It's been a long day.
2: I guess so. <laughs> Last I knew was from uh, England. But um, uh, any hoo-ha. <laughs> I, I think his actual birthplace is not in Poughkeepsie, but is about an hour Away. It's in Newburgh,
1: New York. But,
2: anyways, didn't get to go there this trip. Maybe next time. I'll have to look it up.
1: Yes, it is. So, everything is good, though?
2: Everything is great. There you go. Just lovely.
1: <laughs> you ever been to Hope Cemetery? In Vermont? Yeah.
2: Yes, I have. Oh, okay. It, it is amazing. Yeah. It is it is uh in Barry, Vermont, and uh which is very famous actually. Um there were a lot of Italian immigrants who settled there and they were stone carvers.
1: Yeah, Giornati, Lumberto, Sasazzini, Tonio Soprano, and Gulano Coccininti.
2: Oh, good job, Ron. Wow. Yeah, I, practicing. I just
1: spit it out so nobody <laughs> just even made knows what that I'm saying. <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's some amazing statuary in that cemetery, um, and if you go on my Facebook page, Cemetery Tripping, and look for Hope Cemetery, you'll see a lot of it. Yeah, but uh, I'm
1: actually looking at some of these sculptures that are on there. There's a, there's a, oh, this is so sweet. This is what Jan and I will have. Mm-hmm. It's a, a married couple holding hands in bed.
2: Yep, in their little twin beds.
1: Oh,
2: just like. On the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Or or on the uh, Mary Tyler Moore Show. No, yeah. Dickney Dyke. Sorry. Going way back. <laughs> yeah. And there's a uh, there's, uh, huge uh, soccer ball there, I think. There's a biplane. There's uh, just so many. So many. That's uh, a basketball, by the way. It's a basketball?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. I couldn't remember. Soccer ball, basketball. That's right. Good enough. Uh, it was a few years ago that I was there. Yeah. Uh, some amazing mausoleums. Uh, the I, I mean the 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 stonework is just crazy. It's crazy.
1: It's a half size stock car racer. Yes. Yep. And what what is this? You cannot be telling me a rep replica of Michelangelo's pita? It ranks one of America's finest sculptors.
2: Ah, I don't. I'm not seeing that there. You hmm. sure it's the, hope?
1: Yeah. Hmm. I'm reading it, The what's in there. Uh, how about the rendering of the tractor trailer that Uncle Nat drove up I-89?
2: That's not ringing a bell with me either.
1: Well, it's, in there. it's a big, big cemetery. Big cemetery. What's this? Yes, it's... Uh...
2: I don't remember seeing a sculpture of a tractor trailer.
1: Uh, it's in there. <laughs>
2: Okay. Might be uh, a, a a carving.
1: Yeah, a carving.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm talking about the actual
1: rendering a rendering could be a carving, right?
2: Uh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Armchair, yeah. which you love. You love your armchair.
2: armchairs. Yes. Love my armchairs. Just and it, it was uh, just a really hot day when I was up there and I was actually on a motorcycle trip with uh, my husband and his uh, gang, (laughs) Mm -hmm. not a gang, but a group, New England riders. And I'm like, just drop me at the cemetery boys and come back a few hours later. I'll still be here. It was so hot. And I had like a bottle of water and I'm like, I might be dead before they come back, but it was a great day. I'd always wanted to go there. And the gates are amazing. There's these big archways and giant uh, like angels on either side. Uh, or they, they might actually be the virtues. I uh, really? uh, haven't, like I said, it's been a long time since I was yeah, there. But okay. amazing. Amazing. If you can ever go to Barry, Vermont, go up there.
1: Or for those who come from someplace else it's pronounced beer b-a-r-r-e there's no i-e on it so it's not Barry. right it's, beer.
2: it's b-a-r-r-e but they pronounce it barry
1: well they're pronouncing it wrong so I just oh, correct
2: oh okay go up no there
1: people pronounce tarot as tarot so that's you know, true i yeah. call them right out so there's no problem i right? can you know, this is what we do we're here to correct you and lead you on the right
2: path. um right okay yeah. mm-hmm. yes yeah. Right,
1: that's good. According, according to Ron,
2: yeah. <laughs> Ron can't pronounce anything right, everybody. So just
1: sure, don't listen. Sure. To what How do you know down. I'm not pronouncing it right, and everybody else is wrong?
2: You are not pronouncing it correctly.
1: Perhaps I am a creature from another dimension where we pronounce it properly that
2: maybe, way. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. I have. Go yeah, ahead. I I have an interesting topic tonight. It's kind of about. Someone from another dimension.
1: I was just going to say that I was my lead in oh, to you. uh that, really? that. Very good. So
2: look, I picked up on it. Wow. Yeah. Every once yeah. in a while, I do that.
1: Yeah, it's a leader. So <laughs> there you go. Anyway, you do have an interesting topic tonight.
2: I do. I do. So you want me to just dive in here?
1: Sure. Why I'm not?
2: Sure. I know you've been talking for. You got a somewhere life. to go? <laughs> <laughs> so. I interestingly enough was on Facebook today and I saw a story which I actually set aside, which I do all the time. I know uh, you on on my Facebook page. And it's about a doppelganger. And a doppelganger is, I mean, have you ever had anybody say that to you? Oh, I just saw your doppelganger.
1: It's, yes, I've actually had that. I've actually seen my own doppelganger, which is pretty bizarre.
2: Oh, best. you have? Yes. Really? Say it's not a good omen when you see your own doppelganger.
1: Ooh, well, that explains a lot.
2: There you go. <laughs> so anyway, so I saw this pop up on uh, Facebook today, and I subscribe to this or I follow this page uh, called ghosts the paranormal supernatural myths and legends uh which is a great page if... wait a
1: minute how do you have all this time to follow all these pages i get like tons of pages like that i don't have time to look at those things
2: i don't know they just pop up on my timeline i just oh, maybe i they... should
1: do that just join well people join me and everything i don't know all right good yeah, carry on
2: you've got a million people on your timeline too yeah. so right. it was a story about a doppelganger and so I've had many times in my life had people say to me, do you have a twin? I just, you know, I just saw your your doppelganger somewhere else. She was my waitress. And uh, I'm like, well, I don't have a twin. But doppelganger uh, is uh, German and literally means double walker. And it's often portrayed as a ghostly or paranormal phenomenon and usually as a harbinger of bad luck. So uh, other stories say it's like an evil twin. Uh, so it kind of can go any way, either way. But so this particular story that I saw today was about a French teacher named Emily Sagui, And it is said to be a true story. And I'm so I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to tuck this away in case we need a topic some night. And lo and behold, tonight. This is the topic.
1: Yes, see, so, There you go.
2: Yeah. See, it was meant to be. It just fell. It just mm-hmm. fell to my lap. So uh, French teacher Emily Segui uh, never saw her doppelganger, and supposedly everyone else did, but she never saw her doppelganger. 32-year-old Emily Segui worked in an exclusive girls' school. She was a very good teacher, but for some reason she kept moving from one job to another. In 16 years, she changed positions 19 times. And in 1845, the school found out why. She was the center of some very strange doppelganger activity, and her spectral twin was first seen during a class as 13 students supposedly witnessed the doppelganger standing by Sagi's side and mirroring her movements. Why? Know
1: what? What? We just did the story.
2: You did not?
1: Yeah, not not on the last show, but uh, just recently on the international show. Ah! We, uh, we uh, doppelgangers. Oh, you're killing me. Go ahead. Me. No, it was the international show, so carry on.
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, see, it's a doppelganger of your doppelganger story. Yeah, oh, look at that. that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how about that? So. It stood behind her as she ate, pantomiming her movements. She was oblivious to the apparition, despite the fact that everyone else could see it. Uh, But it was said that when it came into view of everybody else, Emily would become strangely groggy and powerless. And the Wraith was often seen doing things Sagi later said she had been thinking about at the moment, suggesting that she may have had some some subliminal control over it. Uh, So it was witnessed by a classroom full of students and supposedly there were about, this says there were 50 persons and the students were intently working in their sewing class while another teacher sat at the front of the room reading a book. Outside the window, the students could see Emily working in the garden. The supervising teacher, For some reason, stood up and left the room. Seconds later, Emily walked in and sat down in the empty chair. Only problem was the students, they didn't think anything of it, but they looked out the window and there was Emily still working diligently in the garden. So two of the students stood and approached the doppelganger and reached out and touched it. They said it looked just like Emily Sagi and all. Aspects, Except when they ran their hands through the entity, it felt empty, like the stuff the cobwebs are made of. Uh-huh. Later, Emily has, had told school officials that she indeed had been outside picking flowers in the garden. She had not seen the doppelganger, but had in fact wished to herself that she was in the classroom supervising the sewing class school officials noted in their documentation that each time the doppelganger appeared to them, the real Emily appeared lethargic and listless. Uh, Time went by and the apparition became a permanent fixture and we would freak people out on a regular basis. And the girls concerned parents started removing their children from the school. So even though Emily was a wonderful employee, the headmistress said, yep, you're out because the parents kept complaining about the ghost and they just couldn't have that. And students were being taken out of school. So what was Emily Sigi's double, a piece of her spirit leaving her body and traveling on its own, or just some kind of projection she gave off without even knowing it. The bigger question may be, did it really happen at all? There is only one story by a single student at the school, uh, attesting to what they saw mm-hmm. so real or imagination mass hypnosis i don't know who knows what do you think
1: actually there are many reports of uh people being in two places at once stalin was able to do it and of course padre Peel was well known to right be in many many places at once
2: yeah uh, he was another it, uh uh like little rose what do they call that the uh Stigmata. Stigmata. Yeah. Stigmata.
1: But uh, the the interesting thing about it, those people who believe in astral projection, uh, it makes totally sense that you mm-hmm. would project yourself. In fact, when I took the sp- spoon bending course with uh, Dr. Yang at Circles of Wisdom, um, one of the exercises you did was to give your other self to bend the stu- spool, uh, oh. spoon. Spoon. And, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, it's, there are theories that's supposedly with quantum physics or whatever, it's, you know, it's like the, uh, the cat in the boxes alive alive or dead or whatever. Well, yeah. like, oh, whatever. Anyways.
2: <laughs> uh, I, could yeah, that, get that. I did that spoon once. I could get it. I got it to pen once. I could once? never do it again. Yep. Yeah.
1: You know, I and haven't I, tried it for a while, but, it, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's I
2: was so frustrated because everybody in the room had done it, mm-hmm. except it
1: was, I think there was, Oh, like, yeah, that's right. You would, yeah, it was a square quest. quest. Yes, I was a quest. I was
2: so, just so frustrated.
1: Quantum spoon mini. And then
2: all of a sudden, it just, I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it just went, whoop, just like butter. And I was like, oh, holy crap. Yeah. That's crazy. That's the craziest thing I've ever done.
1: And it's kind of a neat thing. Uh, You know, I I went took that class, and, you know, I paid for it and everything. So I I went and I took it, and I went in with an open mind. I said, okay, I'm going to do whatever they say, and and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, there was a lot of people in the class. And sure enough, I was bang, bang, bang. I was able to do it. And and of all the people in the class, I think there was only one person that didn't want to do it. And I had a feeling that was the one that wanted the attention. (laughs) It happens. But speaking about uh, school teachers, and uh, recently in France, there was a, um, I think it was a first grade or kindergarten teacher that got fired for the way he looked. Oh, no. He was a good teacher, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just... uh, He looked like... Well, you know, besides the full-bodied tats and (laughs) uh, having a black tongue, and then... uh, Blacking his eyes so they weren't white, they would black. Uh, totally. Uh, yeah, he just looked normal.
2: Oh. Uh, why did he do all that? I don't know. You don't know?
1: Why do anybody do anything? I don't know. <laughs>
2: That's true.
1: How do you
2: make your eyes turn black?
1: They can inject stuff and in it. will turn your whites black. Ew. It's permanent, by the way. So <gasps> So there's oh. a guy that had this done and says, I'm going to go into a profession where I work with little tiny kids. Oh,
2: that's so great.
1: one of the yeah. little kids went home and said he was scared from, by your teacher. So
2: uh-huh.
1: when they found out, uh, yeah, the school ended up firing him because of the complaints. So there you go. He's really probably know. a good teacher. But unfortunately, yeah. when you go into certain professions, you have to look a certain way
2: or well, else. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I it, I think it's amazing you got hired in the first place. Yeah. Well, no, like open-minded.
1: Open-minded, but uh, uh Well,
2: yeah. I know I I I know a lot of very heavily tattooed people and yeah. people who are into
1: uh, yeah, like oh, his tongue was like split too. It was like uh, oh god, oh, yeah. Yeah. it was long and uh.
2: well. I mean, you know, I used to to do. You know make up for a haunt and yeah. i can't exactly say that all those people were your typical person i don't know but they were lovely people they were kind of my people though so i got along with all of them but yeah, yeah
1: if yeah you know if you i mean there are a lot of people in the world that like for instance in downton abbey uh, uh mosley mr mosley is one of the, the servants there uh-huh. uh he's he's totally tat without a shirt you see him he's totally tat
2: oh, oh really no yeah. i've never i've never watched that show
1: yeah well it's a good yeah. show great show actually not just a good show a great show
0: mm.
1: absolutely great show but uh, yeah it's uh, strange stuff anyways i have uh, i should see if i can find a picture of that guy anyway uh yeah,
2: should i'd like kind of like to see what he looks
1: like yeah i know <laughs> you, you want <weren't> nightmares <laughs> Oh, why not? So, uh, anyways, uh, you ever heard of Mercy's Curse? I have not. No. and Well, you were in New York, right? Yes. Uh, the Hayden House, which is in Albany, is <laughs> pretty famous, uh, but, uh, it has its beginning, uh, at the, uh, in Vermont. So, really? yeah, uh, okay. as the story goes, um. In 1823, a dying Mercy Dale cursed the well-to-do Hayden family. They would die, don't we all? They, they would die in poverty in three generations. Uh-oh. And strangely, they did. Uh-oh. The last Hayden, Mamie, died in 1927, poverty-stricken and utterly alone. But the story doesn't end there. For some time, uh, lives, wait a minute, for some time, lives on in, oh, for some time, oh, for (laughs) something, I can't even figure to read this, God, it's been too long, anyway.
2: Someone help, Ron.
1: (laughs) Yeah, help. (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen Steve trying to read Welch stories in Welch. Anyways, the story uh, doesn't end there, For for something lives on in that old house. What else would account for the slamming of doors, moving lights, orchestral, music, music. orchestral? Yeah, that works. Music playing in what was once the ballroom and on the grounds outside there are disturbances. During, disturbances, during prosperous time, William Hayden Jr. had allegedly smuggled Chinese workers into the United States to build the radio. As the illegal laborers died, they were buried in the fields behind three barns.
2: Ew.
1: Sometimes at night, people uh, can still hear the bob, can still see the bobbing of lanterns out there as if someone was patrolling or uh, even grave diggers. They even hear the sound of, we are Siamese. No. I no. It oh,
2: my on <laughs> That's terrible.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways.
2: Why did they die? Were they just dying as. Yeah, they uh, died, you know, working hard. The age and they or they or died, just... and, yeah.
1: They just buried... They didn't kill them, they just buried them out there.
2: Oh, okay. I thought yeah. there was some right. other.
1: No, because they were illegal, so they didn't like, couldn't bring them down to your local cemetery. And, right. So uh, you, and see, you and just kind of dug a roll, hole. And go behind them. the barn and, yeah, plant them. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's why they find fortune cookers out there all the time.
2: Oh, you are terrible, completely politically incorrect. So, there. Yeah.
1: Ah, well, I brought this up in the last show and I'll bring it up in the show again. Okay. Just recently, uh, it was Noodle Day uh, because really? we have a day for everything in this country.
2: <laughs> it's Noodle Day. How did I so, miss that?
1: So Kraft Macaroni, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who makes the lovely Kraft Macaroni and cheese in the wow. box. That's a childhood loved by staple. yep loved by so many children oh, and people yes. and grown-ups and, and college that. kids <laughs> yep yeah uh, they they had this wonderful giveaway that uh you could uh send uh, uh if you gave someone if you gave them uh, someone's name they would send them a certificate for a free box of uh um macaroni and cheese oh
2: damn
1: yeah i missed so, it so and and the, their their campaign was uh Send somebody nudes. <laughs> because you know for noodles, nudes, right? Yeah. Well, there was a huge uproar, of oh. course, and they had to cl- cl- kill the whole campaign.
2: Oh, no wonder I didn't hear about
1: it. Yeah, is, you know, and as soon as I heard, it, I was just thinking of that song. It was a Pink, I believe. Why so serious? Yeah, and that's why we've become so much i mean we just oh, yeah. totally can't take a joke anymore Everybody. you know laugh at ourselves that's no. that's what we always did you you got stronger as you laughed at yourself you laughed at everything
2: yeah
1: you know no. you don't take it serious
2: people just get offended and that's they it it's all over. Yeah. Wah, boo-hoo.
1: yeah god bless
2: us. my feelings yeah kind of good. or maybe i just want attention so i'll make a big deal out of it i don't know yeah i know it's terrible But, so, it's not going to keep me up at night, though. But I have eight creepy superstitions about doppelgangers that will keep you up at night. Okay. Okay. So, the first one is, seeing your doppelganger is an omen of death.
1: Oh, we got one minute, so we better not go into it.
2: Oh, all right. Well, I'll finish the doppelgangers when we come back after. After our break, because I know you have to talk about all our sponsors.
1: We do. Well, oh, yes. uh, (laughs) So anyways, I I do want to thank all our sponsors, especially our patrons who help support the show. And and people like uh, Sue Brown and uh, Anna Isabel Rocha and Craig uh, DeGroote. DeGroote. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, you can be a sponsor, too, uh, if you go to our Patreon page. But anyways, we also thank Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Log Group, 15 High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts. And you're listening to Ghost Chronicles, Next Generation, right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick. And we'll be right back after the following massages. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian. That's and me. And we're talking. It is you. We're talking about some creepy stuff tonight.
1: So I uh, I posted my, uh, the guy on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Oh. Uh, he was a kindergarten teacher. A so
2: kindergarten before. teacher? Yeah, kindergarten. Oh, stop.
1: So go check him out. He's on our page.
2: Oh my God! I have to go look at him now. I'm not. You have uh,
1: to look at I him. I
2: have to look at him. Because
1: I I need your, your thoughts on it. You being a mother and, and all
2: that. Where is he? Where is he? Why do I not see him? Oh, I'm scrolling. I I just did. Ah, oh, wow. Well, him? nope, 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 nope. I don't That's
1: see him. Clear as day.
2: Well, you know what? I'll come back to him. I'm sure he'll pop up at me eventually. <laughs> Yeah. You let me uh, let me let me see if I can refresh. Yeah. So I'm sitting here and right before the break, here's this this prehistoric bug boom. crawling across the top of my monitor. Boom. You know those stupid stink bugs that are yeah. everywhere this year? Oh my we god. We don't have
1: them that bad, which I was surprised because I don't. saw clumps. No.
2: Oh God. They're just they're they're like a – I can't see this guy's picture. But anyways, yeah, on the break, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get some more wine and a tissue so I can kill this thing. I come back, and he has vanished. So now I don't know where he is. He's you'll probably going to drop on my head. He <laughs> yeah, right? If I'm shrieking in a minute, you'll know where Wait a
1: minute. Don't – if you kill them, don't they stink?
2: Well, yeah, but
1: uh, throw them
2: in the trash, so
1: – Flush him down the toilet. Give him a burial at sea.
2: <laughs> I have done that too. Yes, mm. I have. Yes, I have. Yeah, I
1: I I, I yeah, I've ugh, yeah, I don't like killing anything. Usually I just put them back outside. Oh,
2: I squash them. Sometimes I throw them outside if I'm in a loving and giving mood, but it's not no, very I,
1: I really don't kill anything, so. Yeah. That's okay. all I can say.
2: All right. So, speaking of killing, right?
1: Oh, so, yeah. Not right. a leading. This is good. We're getting right? good at this.
2: We're getting really good at this. So, you know, after how many years? 12, I don't even know. Yeah. So, the doppelganger,
1: oh, right? Okay, hold on. What? Uh, I saw this thing. He said uh, the because of the um, w- was it isolation of the virus, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: He said uh, this guy was talking to to a thing. He says because of the isolation, I've been with my wife so long that now she finishes my all my stories as long, <laughs> as, as, long as the last lines. are, Please be quiet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. Moving we right along. <laughs> can, I, can I continue now?
1: Yes, okay. continue.
2: All right. So, by the way, everybody, I haven't seen Ron since March. That's a long time, man. It is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, what was I talking about? So, eight creepy Killing superstitions things. about doppelgangers that will keep you up tonight. Okay. So, the first one, I already said, seeing a doppelganger is an omen of death. Okay. okay. So seeing your doppelganger often means that death will soon follow. Even more so if you see them more than once, okay? Number two, doppelgangers give malicious advice. So if you see don't your doppelganger, don't talk to it. Just don't talk to it because they will attempt to purposely give you bad advice in a malicious way or plant sinister ideas in your mind, okay? So number three, if someone else sees your doppelganger, it means you might be very sick. Uh, So watch out for that. Number four, your doppelganger is a ghostly double that lived before you, okay? Uh, It's essentially a ghostly double who lived before you, which is very creepy, and it's kind of like... Deja vu in reverse.
1: So how do Uh, you know you're not the doppelganger for someone else?
2: I don't know. Okay, go ahead. I really, I don't, hey, I don't know. So number five, your doppelganger is your spiritual double. And according to ancient Egyptian myths, the doppelganger is basically the same as a ka. A ka is thought of as a spiritual double born in everyone. And when someone dies, their spiritual double lives on As long as they have somewhere to live, usually in that person's body. And this is why the Egyptians mummified their dead. If they kept the body from decomposing, that meant the spiritual double had somewhere to live. But if the body decayed, decayed, the spiritual double would die. And the deceased Uh would lose their chance at eternal life.
1: Damn.
2: So number six, it's your evil double from the underworld. Uh Uh, And, you know... So it came up from hell to to get you. And number seven, even a portrait doppelganger can be a bad omen. Uh, so today it's pretty common to find old portraits and paintings of someone who looks exactly like someone living now. You've all That's seen right. that on Facebook, right? Yes. I've seen it over and over again, and it's super freaky. Spooky. Yeah. Uh, so the Canelos Indians of South America hated portraiture and photography because they believe the pictures captured the soul of the person. And this is still a belief today. So they believe that the soul pictures become the double. And finally, number eight, it's a sign of an alternate universe, which is how we opened this whole topic, right? Sure. And uh, according to supernatural magazine, there's one more theory. A doppelganger could represent a parallel universe in which everything in this world is replicated in another dimension.
1: Uh-huh. Right?
2: So, uh, like we, we already mentioned. So, that's my eight things that will keep you up tonight. You're going to be laying there thinking of all this stuff.
1: Now, it's so funny Funny you mentioned the uh, Egyptians. Uh-huh. Because, do you know about the mummy's tune in Milbury, Vermont?
2: No. In Vermont, they have yes. a mummy?
1: In West Cemetery?
2: West Cemetery.
1: Yeah, in uh, Middlebury, Vermont. Mm Mm-hmm. You ever been there?
2: Tell me more, I have not.
1: Okay. In the West Cemetery, beyond the grave of Charlotte Moody, and just before Carolyn Mead, there's a strangely marked headstone. If you look closely, you'll see that the grave occupant died in 1863. B.C.
2: Oh, B.C.?
1: B.C.
2: Uh, okay.
1: Is it a slip, slip in the stone cutter's chisel, perhaps? No, this is the grave of Vermont's only royalty. I knew her Kishba F. <laughs> <laughs> Say that, All right. Yeah. I, He's the I'm... two-year-old son of an ancient Egyptian king. So, how did the Egyptian mummy come mm-hmm. to be buried in Miller, Middlebury, Vermont? How? I'm thank you for asking that. Oh. <laughs> More oh, than oh. a century ago, Henry Sheldon, mm-hmm. not related to the the guy that's on TV, Sheldon, Sheldon. Uh, a local oddities collector. Brought the, child mummy from a, uh, brought the child mummy from a New York dealer. Ah. After Sheldon's death, the museum that now bears his name stored the mummy until 18, 1945, mm-hmm. when, she, when the curator rediscovered it. George Meade, president of the museum's board of directors, decided to give the little prince a proper christian burial
2: oh jeez, oh, 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 no no wonder we're having problems okay anyway
1: he had uh he had oh wait a minute he had the mummy created cremated and oh. buried buried the ashes in his own family plot
2: oh good lord okay
1: that's it my friend oh we got to. we got to go there how far oh. is that up do you know uh, where it is
2: middlebury i have no clue
1: no we're going.
2: We got to ah, go. I'm going to Vermont next weekend. I'll have to see how close it is.
1: Yeah, we got to go.
2: I got to write it down on Google. It. Gotta,
1: that would be good for a travel show.
2: Yeah, huh? Uh huh. Middlebury, Vermont. What's the name of the cemetery?
1: West. West? Can you remember West?
2: West. Cemetery.
1: Like Adam West, the porn
2: uh, star. Uh, Adam oh. West was Robin from Batman and Robin.
1: No, he was. Not at, bar, at he was not Robin, he was Batman.
2: Oh, he was Batman?
1: Yeah, he was a pawn statue.
2: Ew. Thanks for shattering hey, my childhood illusions. Thanks. You're welcome.
1: You're Thank welcome. you. We so aim much. to bring the truth here.
2: That's The great. truth
1: has found That's... us and it shall set you free.
2: Yeah, great. Everybody else is out there cringing. That's terrific. Okay. Excuse me? Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, so did I... you
1: know that? Uh, I don't want to know
2: who else is a porn star. I don't want to know.
1: Yes, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm. Uh, Catherine Bell did uh, blue movies from, uh, you know, Catherine Bell who was on JAG. And uh, also, who else was uh, notorious? Oh, that's an older one, anyways. Uh, Also, who else was notorious? How did
2: we get on to porn stars? This is a paranormal show. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, you don't think there's any ghosts to Pawn Stars?
2: I don't know, but maybe we should do a future show on
1: that. Ghosts Stars.
2: <laughs> Not to be confused with Pawn Stars.
1: Pawn Stars.
2: <laughs> Can I do my, my doppelganger cases now?
1: Oh, you have more. I more. Carry on, dear.
2: I have, okay, so this is... Uh, These are famous cases of real doppelgangers. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, So I already talked about Emily Sagui. So French novelist Guy du Maupassant, I probably just massacred that. I'm not French and I never took French. But anyways, he was inspired to write a short story after a disturbing doppelganger experience in 1889 while writing de Maupassant claimed that his body double entered his study sat beside him and began dictating the story he was in the process of writing the narrative is told by a young man who is convinced that he is going crazy after having glimpsed what appears to be his body double for de Maupassant, who claimed to have had numerous encounters with his doppelganger. Uh, We just talked about that. That's not good. The story proved somewhat prophetic. At the end of his life, he was committed to a mental institution following a suicide attempt in 1892. The following year, he died. It has been suggested that de Maupassant's vision of a body double may have been linked to mental illness caused by, speaking of porn stars, syphilis which he contracted as a young man,
1: right? See how it all, all ties together.
2: It just all comes circles back around, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So do you want me to do another famous one, or do you want to talk about
1: syphilis? whatever you're, no. whatever
2: you're talking about, not porn stars or syphilis?
1: Okay, good. I don't want to go there.
2: Okay. Oh, <laughs> you do brought it one? up, not me. Okay. So John Donne, the famous 16th century English poet, whose work often touched on the metaphysical, claimed to have been visited by his wife's doppelganger while he was in Paris. Surely she appeared was. to him holding a newborn baby. Dunn's wife was pregnant at the time, but the apparition was a portent of
1: you my wife.
2: Great sadness. At the same moment that the doppelganger appeared, his wife had given birth to a stillborn child. Apparently, he wasn't there uh this story first appeared in a biography of dunn that was published in 1675 wow more than 40 years after dunn had died the english writer isaac walton a friend of dunn's also related a similar similar tale about the poet's experience however scholars have questioned the authenticity of both accounts as they differ on crucial details but anyways that's that's one of the stories so wow yeah. Okay, so
1: more. you heard about the uh, the mummy that was buried in New York, right? I mean, in Vermont.
2: Vermont. You know, yes, I just heard yes, that.
1: I just heard that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Well, did you hear about the Stone Boy?
2: No. What Stone Boy? Well. The Stone Boy.
1: Resting peacefully in the Shelton Museum, and that is in uh, where the heck is in Bowbury, is a small figure that caused the furor. In the late 1800s, it is often referred to as the petrified Indian boy. Many, many have suspected it is not Indian at all, because it didn't have the features of an Indian. In 1871, George Parsons unearthed, unearthed the thing near Turner Falls, Massachusetts. He thought okay. it was a statue depicting a boy about six or eight years old, perfect in every detail, Right down to the fingernails and eyebrows. Oh. But experts hypothesized that Mr. Parsons might have found a human body that had been in the earth for thousands of years. Hmm. He had fa- he had fallen, died, and become petrified. On exe- exhibition, the petrified boys captured the public's imagination and sympathy. Experts argued about his origin if it wasn't Indian, it must be some ancient race. Unknown. The date of debate continued until one shrewd Bostonian dug a fingernail into a crack in the petrified boy's ankle and scraped it. It was plaster of Paris.
2: Oh, jeez.
1: The petrified <laughs> Indian boy had been a hoax all along uh, in New England's I... version of the cardiff of, G- of giant but the mystery still surrounds the little figure who perpetuated the hoax why and how was the statue produced when it was placed in the ground and when and when was it placed in the ground huh. how did it end up at the shelton museum and why do they regularly exhibit it
2: hmm. that's so. interesting
1: Mm. This is definitely a road trip, by the way.
2: That's yeah. So it's in the same place.
1: Yeah, same place. We could have a, we could Middlebury. do a whole show. We could do a whole show. Travels with Anne. There
2: we go. <laughs> you know you said Millbury. Is it Middlebury, Middlebury, or
1: Millberry? I don't know.
2: Well, I'm not reading it, but I'll look it up. Mil- Middlebury,
1: okay Middlebury. Okay. M I D D L E and like bury, like you bury something in the bury ground.
2: Bury the plastic. A par plaster of Paris boy in the ground. Okay.
1: Yeah. All the cremied, cremated mummy.
2: <laughs> oh, that, that is so awful. You would cremate a mummy. I, it's a historical artifact.
1: That's oh, you want you think that's weird. That's in, killing in, me. Up in. Bitterford. Uh, pool, up in Bitterford, uh, Maine, where of course uh, Wood Island Lighthouses and everything else, Mm -hmm. there was a newspaper uh, there and uh, paper became very expensive to produce. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they uh, brought in the linen from different mummies that were uh, Egyptian mummies because it was cheaper to bring those in. What? Yeah, they used to mummify everything, cats and everything else. Oh my, And They used to make the paper out of Mummy wrappings and uh oh yeah, in fact, you're pulling my chain. No, man. I am not. No, I am not. I, I mentioned this at uh Spirit Cross, the one on the pirates years ago, <clears throat>
2: uh-huh.
1: But uh, yeah, and in fact, there is a whole stash of that mummy wrap still hidden somewhere in uh uh Maine.
2: That's nuts, yeah, that is nuts. Oh. There can't be but, that much mummy mummy wrap. Come on,
1: yeah. Oh, uh, don't Yippy. well, well wait a minute. during uh um, trust me during they, were, they used to mummify everything and uh during um in yeah, england still. in england uh, there were there were whole tombs of of cats and in england they actually shipped the cats to i mean they shipped the cats to england <laughs> and and the farmers used them for fertilizer Ew. and they think that's why there's a, there's a um there are reports of ghostly cats in England <laughs> I believe it might be these mummified cats. There
2: was nothing else? They couldn't use cow poop like everybody else? It, it?
1: it was cheaper. Oh, come on. Poop is cheaper. And it was good. No. <laughs> they didn't have enough poop there. I don't know. It's a small <laughs> island. Cow poop. They should have brought some elephants in. Then it could oh. just... <laughs> but then you got to feed them. See? So I guess it's that's the problem.
2: Um. Okay. If you say so.
1: So there you go. Uh,
2: that's very, very weird. Very... But true.
1: Strange but true.
2: Okay. All right. So I have some more.
1: Oh, please tell.
2: Disturbing tales of doppelgangers. It
1: can't be much more disturbing than mine.
2: Yeah, you're, you're correct. Uh, okay. So, John Johann Wolfgang von Goethe was a famous German writer, poet, and politician, a celebrated author who played a large part in shaping the field of literature. One day, a depressed Goethe, or I'm probably saying that wrong, I apologize if I am, was riding on a footpath after leaving a girl named Frederica. Suddenly, he faced a mysterious person riding toward him. The person who he said he saw with his mind's eye instead of his actual eyes, was clearly Goethe himself, although he was wearing different clothes. The figure soon disappeared, and he soon forgot all about it. Eight years later, he found himself riding down the same footpath in the opposite direction to see Federica again. Hmm. I guess he left her, and then he went back. That's when he realized he was wearing the exact same clothes his doppelganger wore years ago. This was not the only doppelganger he saw. Another time he saw his friend Friedrich walking on the street wearing Goethe's own dressing gown. Puzzled, Goethe went home only to find Friedrich there wearing the same gown Goethe had seen on the apparition. His oh. friend had been surprised by the rain and borrowed the gown as his clothes dried. That's that's
1: weird. You think?
2: Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Ah, I just borrowed your nightgown. That's because I was wet.
1: Happens all the time.
2: That's very strange. You
1: borrowed my sweatshirt.
2: Just popped in. (laughs) Um, I suppose, but I think you (laughs) said I could borrow it. Yes. Well, ah! anyway. Oh, my goodness. And, okay. Catherine the Great, the powerful 18th century empress of Russia, was a powerful and dangerous figure. She was not fazed by small matters such as seeing her own ghostly doppelganger take over her throne. It is said that one night Catherine was lying in her bed when worried servants told her they'd just seen her enter the throne room. When Catherine set out to investigate, she found her doppelganger sitting calmly on the throne. Catherine immediately ordered her sentries to shoot her ghostly counterpart. The stories... Don't tell whether the bullets had any effect on the spectral empress. However, Catherine herself died soon afterwards. So there you go. Ooh,
1: that's creepy. Did you ever hear of the uh, cursed mineral springs of Brunswick?
2: I had not. Uh, Brunswick, Vermont? No. You're all over the state of Vermont.
1: Yeah, I'm in Vermont today. Wow. Uh, When curiosity collector... Robert Ripley saw them. He called them the Brunswick Mineral Springs," the Eighth Wonder of the World." Uh-huh. Today, the six separate healing springs flowing from a single knoll are nearly forgotten in, uh, are a nearly forgotten geological anomaly. Surprisingly, the mineral content of each is different from it's coming from the same place, but each one is different hmm. from its neighbor. For centuries, the waters uh, freely were shared by the the Native American people. In colonial towns, entrepreneurial – say that fast – entrepreneurial um, Europeans killed the Abenaki and seized the springs. A Mm -hmm. retaliatory curse uttered by an Abenaki shaman promised – Preternatural retribution.
2: Wow, you got some big words in this one. And I am. Mm-hmm.
1: If the waters were ever used for profit, sub- uh, subsequently, these are big <laughs> words tonight. Subsequently, yes. That works too. At least four of the commercial springs built there inexplicably burned to the ground. Oops. Puzzled businessmen gave up and abandoned the site. Wilderness and the Abenaki reclaimed it, but the ruins and the waters are still visible today. Wow. And at night, so it is said, you can still see the ghosts of the Abenaki protectors guiding the springs or stalking silently across the surface of the pond nearby. Ooh,
2: my goodness, mm. that's—I don't think I'd want to mess with that. I would. Nah. I'll give you the bottle. I'll, I'll watch. <laughs> Probably Go good fill stuff. this up. Go fill this up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll get it. I don't have no problem. You realize, you know, ever since I've gotten that picture, all the stuff that happened, including this virus, right?
2: Oh, the picture. We're back yes. to the picture. The picture saying, caused the coronavirus? Evidently. It's it a stretch.
1: Evidently, no, no. It's been uh, uh, it's been rocking ever since I've gotten it. Nobody will help me solve it, so we got to solve that. If you go to the, the mysterious photo, it's still there. If you know these girls, please let me know because unless I solve it, who knows what's going to happen in the oh. world? So get out there, my little uh, <laughs> Van Helsing angels, and ah. collect forth and and find me this and save the world from all the wrath of oh,
2: the, the mysterious photo. Okay. So well, big. I think, you, you know, you can blame everything on anything, really.
1: Yeah, well, I just did. Didn't you hear me? No, you did. Okay, blame there you everything go.
2: Everything on this picture.
1: Yes, everything. All the ills <laughs> of the world. Anyways.
2: Oh, all, 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 just like Pandora's box.
1: Oh, even worse. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Maybe it's Pandora. I didn't even think of it.
2: Pandora's box by sending uh-huh. you that picture.
1: For those who don't know what I talk about, I received in the mail one day, one of my books goes today, and inside it was a photograph. And uh, I have no idea where it came from or anything. And uh, ever since I have that, we have been set by turmoil and evil and all kinds of nasty stuff.
2: I think Stephen Parsons sent you that to mess with you. That's what I think.
1: Uh, speaking about that, we are now, the <laughs> New England Ghost Project is now on Google Maps. So if you want to find oh. us, go to Google Maps and the New England Ghost Project will show you where we oh, are.
2: wow. You're going to have people on your doorstep? Good luck. Evidently. <laughs> uh, can I have your autograph? They're going to bring you more pictures. Uh, there you go. Anyways, we have got
1: to go. I know. We want to, we want to thank uh, all of our sponsors. Uh, uh, who are they? Oh, Yes. Circles what? of Wisdom, three eighty six Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, the Clant Messier Family Log Group, fifteen high street, not the Andover, Massachusetts. Anna Van Helsing Angels, though those who are supporting the show, patrons oh. of the show, yes, Anna, Isabel LaRue. Anna Isabel mm-hmm. Ru- <laughs> Sue Brown. I got Sue Brown easy. And and uh Craig De Groot. Right. I don't know. All
2: right. First you.
1: Good night everyone. Have a good night. Good night and God bless.
2: Good night. Thanks for listening everybody.
1: Stay safe. <laughs>